Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Pan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer Jihei Wiley and Nick Hamilton for segment. Nick Hamilton, because we are still live here on Super Bowl Radio Row. G, how are you doing today? I'm great, but again, great to see Nick in person again, maybe like for the third time. We Yeah, we knew, you know, listen, we're still in the time of uh, COVID, Zoom and things like that, but good to be out here on the uh, row. Saw Nick, like, got a few parties this week, um, having a good time. When you thought about Los Angeles hosting the Super Bowl, has it so far here on a Friday afternoon, so far has it lived up to expectations? I think to a degree it has. I think, I mean, especially with the COVID, all the COVID mandates and the restrictions and only so many parts, so many you know people can be in the venue. Um, and you're seeing other states like lifting the mask mandate. It's kind of like, uh, but I think it's been good. I think that the reception has been good with, between the NFL experience uh, between the various parties going on, uh, players being out, you know, players like we hear at Radio Row, players going, you know, up and down Radio yeah. Row. I think it's been pretty a pretty good turnout. I think it's it's definitely the weather has, has been phenomenal. Yeah. So, what do we say, Arash? Like the hottest, the hottest Super Bowl. On hottest, on yeah. Sunday? You know, prior to this, it was 1974 or something. It was 84 degrees. Currently, it's going to be 85, 86. And some people were confused, Nick, because they were like, "Like, isn't it a dome stadium?" Like, no, it's like an outdoor, indoor stadium. Yeah. You could have a situation. Obviously, the Chargers game was, you know, a rain delay could be hot. So, um, at least weather will not be a factor in this right. game. Right. Right. Um, how has availability gone again today? You're going to talk to, to the Rams in person for the first time, but you know, via Zoom. Um, uh, still a unique. I mean, you covered the Super Bowl last year virtually via Zoom. How has that gone? Again, I mean, it's more fun, right, when you get to go up and, and talk to them in person. It's fun for us, but it's funner for the players because the players want to see somebody they can talk to. They, they're yeah. sitting there staring at a blank screen, and all they hear is voices come out this blank screen, like "Hello there." You know, I mean, they they, they want the interaction because the players. This is a big moment for both mm-hmm. teams. You know, you look at the Bengals, obviously, first time. In a long time, they're coming to the Super Bowl. Look at the Rams. They haven't been there since 2019. Um, so this is a big moment for both teams, and both teams want to be able to experience that. They want to have that interaction. They want to have the goofy questions as well as the serious questions and be able just to have that interaction. And then we in the media, we have fun because you built that camaraderie and you're able to build – you know, some type of bond, so to speak, where you say, hey, okay, I'll see you on Sunday. So, hey, yeah, remember me from Monday and Tuesday? Yeah, okay, I'm here now. Today, Friday, I'm here, you know, on Sunday, win or lose, you know, in the locker, you know, in the the press area. So I think for the most part, I think the the media wants it and the players want it too. Uh, Your thoughts on the Goodell press conference? It was like a last minute uh, kind of, uh, you know, the change of location. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about it, really important to get – Listen, you need more black coaches. You also need more black members of the media, and you're a part of that. I'm glad Jim Trotter asked a question that he did. Uh, your thoughts on the press conference and really what he said. I mean, obviously, I mean, the league has to change. It's, it's about the numbers. I mean, he couldn't say all he wants to do. I mean, at the end of the day, 
the league is not representative right now. Ooh, how much is Raj yeah, paying exactly. old Raj? <laughs> <laughs> they for they were filleting old yes. Raj, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez, this is what they take the this is what he pays the big bucks for, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, listen, it, it needed to be asked, it needed to be said. And the thing about it is when you look at the overall, you I mean, and I do believe that Roger Goodell wants diversity, but he works for bosses that don't necessarily exercise that same option, or at least they appear to be most of them. Um, not saying all of them, but most of them. And so when you look at just go look outside your window. Like you, you will see. We have two black coaches in the National Football League as we speak. That, yeah, that is a shame in a league that is seventy plus percent black. And in saying that too, look at how much black-owned media gets allowed to cover. Now, being a part, of, you know, covering the Rams, there's about maybe five or six black-owned media outlets, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And, and credit to the communication staff over at the Rams with artists and his whole staff. But when you look around at other teams, I don't see that. I remember I remember when I first started covering the Houston Texans, and I was even amazed that I think they had about eight or nine black-owned media outlets that were covering that team yeah. at that time. And I was amazed because obviously at that time, L.A. didn't have a team. The closest yeah. team I started to cover was San Diego. And I didn't see that there. Um, and so it's, it's got to come to a point where it's like, look, we've earned the right to be here. We've earned, we, we've, we've proven our worth. We know our worth. So it's time for you to show what our worth means to this league, means to this, these organizations, not just the players, not just the coaches and the, and, and the general managers and presidents of these teams, but also the media that covers it. Mm -hmm. You want diversity amongst coaches in, uh, in upper management. I'm all for that. But let's also talk about more diversity for black owned and minority owned media outlets that need the opportunity to be able to cover these teams in their fair cities. Mm -hmm. If we don't have that, then you can't say we're gonna we're gonna support diversity and equality and, get, and step up against racism and injustice when the injustices are continuing to perpetuate throughout the media sector. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. No doubt about it. Um, Nick, as you look at this game again, you've been covering the Rams this entire season. Uh, you've seen them have their highs and their lows. I mean, I think they're peaking perhaps at the right time. Certainly defensively peaking at the right time. Um, you know, now that we're talking to you on Friday, last day of the, the row here, I can't ask you for your official prediction. How do you see this game going on Sunday? You know what? If the Rams play mistake-free football, like they did in the first two rounds of the playoffs, where Matthew Stafford didn't throw an interception, guys weren't dropping balls like they did against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think this t this Rams team can beat them by a touchdown or so. Okay, yeah. I think this Rams team is is solid on on all three phases. I think you got you have guys coming back. You got Ernest Jones. You have, um, you know, hopefully maybe Ashawn Robinson might come back. We don't know the status of Tyler Higby. He's listed as day to day, but I'm sure he's getting 24 hour around the clock treatment. Yeah. Um, when you look at just the overall, w w these guys are amped despite this this. Super Bowl being in their backyard, they're not easily distracted. Yeah. They're not going into 900 parties. They are locked yeah. in. They are focused. They'll party after. Exactly. They got to get the work done first, and they realize that. And this could be, for Aaron Donald, could be his final time ever getting to a Super Bowl. Who yeah. knows? I mean, I, I don't think it will be, but we don't know. Some guys never make the Super Bowl, as he as he alluded to in his press conference. Jalen Ramsey, made, this may be the only time he gets an opportunity to get play in the Super Bowl. So you have to make it count. And I do think it's, if you want to call this a successful season, the Rams have got to take care of business. They've got to get the W. And also, it's not just for the organization, and it's not just for the players and the coaches, but hey, you are the next team in line in a Dodger and Laker town 
that you're building your fan base and that fans will get behind. Because as I said time and time again, L.A. likes two things. As you know, Arash, stars and winners. No, 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 no doubt Rams about that. And the Rams both boxes. You know what? I thought that was great. They got some good rub with that halftime show press conference. You know, yeah. because, listen, Snoop says he is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I bet you he's going to rep the Rams. They all, like everyone who's from Los Angeles is repping the Rams. Dr. Dre was saying, I was hoping, dreaming that, like, this is a Los Angeles halftime show and that we would get the Los Angeles Rams. I think it's maybe important to know he didn't say like the uh, Chargers. He was he wanted the Rams in the game. Really, according to Dr. Dre McVeigh. Dre McVeigh. Um, I mean, this is a very significant moment for the Rams because really, when we were in Georgia a couple years ago for that Patriots Super Bowl, obviously it's in Atlanta. The 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 fans that didn't really get to feel like a part of it. I mean, whether it's the NFL experience going on right now, whether you drive around SoFi, whether you're going to a party, you really feel like you're a part of this. And so I think if the Rams find a way to win, Nick, and we've talked about this, they will join. And I never thought I would say this six years in. They will join the Lakers and the Dodgers, but they, they have to win. They can't lose. No, they have to win. It's absolutely. And then look, look at the future. I mean, they have cap space. Yeah. They're, 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 they're Robert the team. Woods, I mean, yeah. you know. And they're the team that's going to go all in for the next two to three years. Yeah. And so what is that going to bring? So as long as they keep making playoff pushes, and I, I do think in the next five to six years, I do think the Rams will win at least two Super Bowls. Wow, that's, that's I do huge. think that because I think the way the organization is structured, they have good people in the front office. They have, you know, obviously Sean McVay, he's going to be here for a much longer period of time after winning this Super Bowl. I mean, you can't help but not to. Um, and I think that the player personnel will shift and be better as far as different areas. And, and like I said, the one thing I think they have to clean up is that secondary not named Jalen Ramsey. No, no. Once they do that, they'll be fine. Random aside, because you said like the players aren't go- going out. I know Jalen Ramsey and Mookie Betts uh, hosted a party. Was Jalen like a big part of that? Was he up in the club and having a good time? Or how would you classify Jalen Ramsey's sort of connection uh, to that party. Well, I'll tell you what, when I was walking in, Jalen was walking out, so that shows you how serious he's about this okay, Super Bowl. Okay, so I see. Made a guest appearance and, and that's bounced. It. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Made you know? a guest appearance and bounced. And that's the, and that's what you should do. I mean, guys, I mean, he had a he had a bowling uh, event with himself and Derwin James sure, for the Chargers. Uh, they came out. Uh, Michael Parsons was there. And they're going to make their guest appearances. They're going to make their, their appearances as they should. But yeah. like I said, when I saw Jalen go out, okay, he you knows, know, yeah. hey, He's on point. He's on target. But I like that the – I mean, by the way, Jalen Ramsey goes to more sporting events than you do, Nick. He does. I mean, it's, it's crazy. He goes to the Kings games. He goes to the Lakers games. He goes – but I, I like that a Ram and a Dodger are friends of that – like, two superstars. It is Because mm-hmm. we got – we had that back in the day in, like, 1988 when, you know – it was Hershiser and Kirk Gibson and Magic and Kareem. I mean, this is like an exciting time for mm-hmm. the city of Los Angeles. This halftime show, again, that was like a, a press conference, I think, that we were all anticipating oh, going to. You were in the front row with that. I almost felt that you were going to jump on stage <laughs> uh, be a part of that. I was tempted. I <laughs> so how did the um, how did the press conference go, and what did you think of uh, just what they said? I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, there was a few words, and I'm sure that they had to uh, – Draw on national television, but it was a good press conference. I think I think Dre and Snoop did the best job they could and not and not use a lot more colorful language uh, because it is Dre and Snoop. Um, but I thought it was great. You know, I thought they represented very well. And like Dr. Dre said, who else would have been better to do this Super Bowl? No, exactly. LA? There's nobody better. Dre is arguably the greatest produced hip hop producer of all time. Yeah. Period. Um, 
Mary J. Blige, queen of hip hop soul, the acting that she's been doing, Snoop and his business moves. Just finally, the news finally came out that he acquired Death Row, yeah. and now he's working on getting the, the master's catalog from Death Row. So, I mean, the ultimate businessman, the man. This is a man that knows how to transform himself in in various rooms, and that that's the brilliance of Snoop Dogg. And just to see that, and I can't wait to see Eminem and Kendrick and the Dr. Dre did confirm there will be some special guests. Oh yeah, say who the guests were, which I like. I mean, like, I I kind of want to be surprised by what what's what's uh, yeah. gonna happen. Are you a good idea? Yeah, yeah. We talked about that off air, and I'm gonna leave it off air, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that 13 minutes or however long it is to, to put that masterpiece together. No, no doubt. And I mean, do you get the sense now that the Rams having been at home this entire week? I mean, again, we'll find out on Sunday, but I mean, really just, you know, practicing in their own practice facility. And you're going to go there today and, and um, home locker room, home sideline, home jersey. I mean, just being at home. I mean, how much of an impact do you think this will have on the game on Sunday? Oh, guys always like to sleep in their own beds, yeah, yeah. and they've always said that. So when you have guys that like to sleep in their own beds, be around, be, be in the comforts of their own environment, but not get too comfortable. And I think yeah. that's what, I think Sean McVay and the coaching staff have done an excellent job on balancing those things out. Yeah, not being able to get too comfortable, but be comfortable enough to say, okay, we can stay focused. I know they had to move yesterday. They moved the practice to the Rose Bowl because of the high wind situation in Ventura County. Um, so that was a, that was an interesting factor, but. Outside of that, I think these guys are ready, man. They, they, they just want to get the game going. Yeah. They just want to get it. Let's, let's start playing. Enough of this talk. Let's get it on. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, yesterday, big moves. The NBA trade does. I mean, the biggest one was James Harden. I think I mean, the amazing thing is that we begin the season, and it wasn't just prog prognosticators predicting the Lakers and the Nets. GMs in the league, you know, that preseason GM poll. It's amazing to see where the Lakers and the Nets are right now. I mean, neither one of these teams, in my view, are championship. We knew about the Lakers kind of for a while. I mean, you're a below 500 team, close to 60 games into the season. I am still amazed at what happened to Brooklyn. It's incredible. 19 games where AD, LeBron, and Westbrook have played, and they are 10-9 and nine in those 19 games. There, there you go. Yeah. The, I, I love the trade for the Nets more more than likely because the Nets actually got more more players and more value and pieces and in pieces for the future. You got Kevin Durant possibly coming back at some point. Yeah. But I'm telling you, look out for the Milwaukee Bucks as if they already are weren't destroying teams already. And they went through the SoCal sweep of beating, the, beating up on the Clippers and the Lakers. They acquired Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I mean, come having Serge come off the bench on that squad. Yeah, with Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday and Giannis. I mean, well, that's the team to me that you have to be careful for because they can be a very scary team moving forward in the Eastern Conference. They could potentially get to the finals. And yeah. I said this before: if Giannis wins the NBA Finals this year, I'm no longer going to call him lucky. I'm no longer going to say he was fortunate because if Kevin Durant cut off his big toe. We wouldn't be talking about Giannis having a ring right now. We'd be talking about the Brooklyn Nets yeah. because he needs to step back on that and he make that three instead of a long two. Uh, but you got to give credit where it's due. I mean, there's a, the Eastern Conference, but I, look, there's two tough teams in the West, Phoenix and Golden State, and there's everybody else. If Golden State continues to figure it out and get Draymond Green back and the impact that he's had on that team and knows how to play, 
goodness gracious, I can't wait for the Western Conference Finals between the Suns and the, and the Golden State Warriors. What about the Sixers with uh, Joel Embiid, you know, in terms of the season he's having, perhaps one of the most valuable players? I mean, is, is James Harden now going to care? Is, is James Harden now going to be a good teammate, I guess? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. I think James Harden's always been a good teammate, but he wants to win. Yeah, yeah. He wants to win. I mean, he's been on losing franchises pretty much majority of his career. Yeah. So, yeah, you got a superstar stud in Joel Embiid, who I love Embiid. I think he's the best center in the league. Um, this is a guy that, Jane, under Doc Rivers' system, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Let's. I mean, I don't think they're going to, like, make the NBA Finals. No. Like I said, unless Giannis or somebody like that gets hurt and can't play. But I think they'll be interesting enough to get to the playoffs and then see what happens and roll the dice in the playoffs. Um Brooklyn is going to be an interesting case, um, but goodness gracious, the Lakers <laughs> so do nothing at the trade deadline. Absolutely nothing. And, you know, two of the people at this table, Jihei and you, I mean, called it. And I was really hoping and praying, you know, the prodigal son returns, you know, Lawndale and, uh, you know, uh, UCLA coming back home. But, uh, G.A., you, there's no way you thought they'd, they'd be this bad. Come on, G.A., they're terrible. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be like four games below 500, but <laughs> I, you know. Listen, you, Emma, in the words of the great Sugar Free, you have better luck finding Tupac than me buying you something off the ice cream truck. That's what <laughs> hoping and wishing is it pretty yeah. much equals. Um, <laughs> Rob Palenka and LeBron are standing pat. I, I believe there was something. Rosh, was it something about the 2027 first round? Pick? They don't want to give up. They just like who who cares if people have in, in your back pocket in 2027? Or maybe they who think that they'd be so bad. Be there? Yeah. Like, come on, dude, give it up. I mean, you're yeah, getting yeah, John so Wall with the with. with what is it? John Wise a little bit less money than so, old? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. But you're still like, getting like LeBron playing like LeBron, which you're not going to get for much longer. I mean, the fact that they're getting it at year 19 is crazy. I mean, how long is how long is AD going to remain healthy? That's yeah. the other part. So, I mean, come on, man. Let's. No, it's it, it, it's it's one of those things where if you had told me that they would be a few games below 500. This would be a moment where I would have been like, LeBron hit the wall. That's what I would have thought. That LeBron James hit the wall. We got Justin Herbert walking around here. I mean, that's the guy where I think, I mean, how do the Chargers make a mark? The only reason the Chargers are moving the needle right now is this guy walking next to us, Justin Herbert. Nick, you covered him. You go to those practices, God bless you, to drive to Coast <laughs> I mean, how? I mean, they are incredible because of this guy. They, they should have been in the playoffs this year. But the reason that the Chargers are going to be relevant in Los Angeles is because Justin Herbert, he has, a, he has a chance to be the face of this franchise. And that that is going to be a limited time like the McRib. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Justin Herbert keeps them relevant nationally. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. If they don't start building this franchise, and I don't know how they can build this franchise without proper money. Like, you look at Stan Kroenke and what Stan Kroenke's been able to manage. You look at even what's happening in Carolina, you know, with their new ownership. Even the Dallas Cowboys, they got money to spend. Yeah. Spanos doesn't have the money, so unless no. he sells the team to a bigger billionaire owner that can actually move the needle and get players, like I said before, L.A. likes stars and winners, and the Chargers right now, besides not named Justin Herbert or Derwin James, don't check the boxes. No. I, 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 yeah. It, it, and it's one of those things where – they have the talent. I mean, they have some of the most talented yes. players in the league. But at the end of the day, and we've talked about this, 
you have to win. So, like, even if they had made the playoffs, right, Nick, and they lose in the first round, I mean, I, I don't think that that's going to move the needle. And and they've been so unfortunate that remember, like, the a few years ago, like, when they made the playoffs, they beat Baltimore at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh, you know, this is a 12-4 and four team. That was the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl. They, they didn't win, but still, like, you're going up against that. And even this year with, like, um, Herbert having an amazing season, they played one of the games of the year, the last game of the year, they lost. But guess this, this is the year, like, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl again. So they, they need to find a way to make a mark, and they're in that tough situation. I cover this Clippers Lob City team, and they were a very good team, and they had talent. But, Nick, in the last 96, unless you win a championship, it doesn't matter in Los Angeles. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter even if you're getting towards a championship. But they gotta have they got to have a better pulse on this city. Yeah. The reason why the Rams have been so successful, not just on the field, but they've been in the community so deeply that they are recognizable. They're getting young fans. They're yeah. getting middle-aged fans. They're getting older fans that were once Rams fans are now coming back over to the yeah. other side. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. you got to be able to have a pulse on the community, and unfortunately, Chargers just don't, they don't. at least right now. That no. could change with ownership. Yeah. Let's leave it there for now. When we are, when we come back, we will be joined by a couple of very special guests, Debo Samuel and Janet Devins. That's what you get when you're on Super Bowl Radio Row. Stay with us right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now a word from our newest sponsor, NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. And now, let's go back to the show. All right, one of the highlights of Super Bowl week is all the Super Bowl parties and Super Bowl festivities going on around town. And one of the highlights of Super Bowl week is the SI party. And and, uh, just as someone who's attended a couple of these events over the years, as a member of TSI staff, it is one of the highlights. So uh, we definitely wanted to, to give you a glimpse into what goes into making that party and that event so successful. So let's now play for you an interview I had on Super Bowl Radio Row with David Spencer, co-CEO of Talent Resources Sports, Mike Heller, CEO of Talent Resources, and co-CEO of Talent Resources Sports, and Mark Rosen, president of ABG Entertainment. Let's now hear from them. All right, back here live on Super Bowl Radio Row. I was hoping to get one of these gentlemen, or maybe two if I got lucky. I got all three, the men behind the hottest, not only Super Bowl party, but the Super Bowl events. And as you know, it's so much more than just about the game. David Spencer, co-CEO, Talent Resources Sports. Mike Heller, co-CEO. Mark Rosen, president of ABG. Um, Listen, people come here for the parties, and a lot of people leave before the game. Some people don't even really care about the football teams. Um, the events that you guys are putting on this uh, week weekend, I want to get into the SI party, because the Sports Illustrated party for me has always been the gold standard. I used to work for the company, lucky enough to work on a couple of swimsuit issues back in the day. Uh, 
talk about this party. And again, David, I know you this is planning beyond planning. I mean, like you don't even care. As soon as you know the location, that's when the planning starts. Yeah, so we plan out a couple years in advance. And for us, identifying the venue and reverse engineering how we're going to be doing our programming um, is really sort of the process. Um, but for us, we never activate in the nightclub. We're not really traditionally activating in a place like this, a convention, convention center or a ballroom. But really, it starts with a great media partner. And for us, Sports Illustrated is the perfect embodiment of sports, entertainment, and culture. Yeah. And for us, that uh, talent resources sports really embodies that DNA. So having the partnership with Authentic Brand Group and really highlighting Sports Illustrated in such a culturally charged moment, it starts there. And then we build around that IP and a great partnership that we have together. Um, and the great thing about it is, is that you, like you said, you want to set up an iconic experience. The party you guys had a couple years ago in Miami, when you think of Miami, the fountain blue, and it's the water, and it's the palm trees, and all that. Um, when does that vision start again? I think we are on a heck of a run here. We're Phoenix next year, yep. and I don't even, I can't even wrap my mind around Las Vegas Super Bowl. I'm sure you guys have already tried to do that. When does that planning start? And if you can give people a preview of what the event looks like this week. It, well, the planning for next year has started. Sure. Um, it started about eight months ago, but really we kick into gear. We'll take the Monday off and then we'll kick into <laughs> yeah. high gear Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even kidding. So we really like to hit the ground running. We'll enjoy the, the weekend for a little bit, take a breath and then just get going. But um, as far, I'm sorry, what was the second so, question? So, I mean, the event, I mean, let's yeah. talk about what's happening here in Los Angeles. Yeah, so we took over the um, a facility in Century City that is traditionally known as the CAA uh, building. Okay. For this weekend, it is the Authentic Brand Group Talent Resources Sports Building. Um, and we've been building it out for the past six days, and we have another three more days. But it's really an offering that um, we wanted to bring to market in a very unique space in that it's a four acre park that's completely outdoors. We're very cognizant of the current state of affairs and keeping everybody's safety and security as a priority for us. Um, and really highlighting the best entertainment, which in this year's event will be Jack Harlow. Uh, this is the only event he'll be doing throughout the weekend. And um, Kygo. And we have a lot of other acts in DJ Irie and the CEO of Goldman Sachs, David Solomon, um, that will be performing as well and some surprises. Some big surprises. Yeah. Well, okay. Really big surprises. Big. Um, no hints, right? I mean, I mean, you have to figure out, you have to uh, figure out a way to go to this party. <laughs> I see that one of the surprise performers is as big as some of the headliners that we have coming. Okay. You know, so... It's, it's, it's something that we like to surprise the audience with every year. Yeah. So they're you know coming in, you know, for one event and you know one talent group, and then they get surprised. So it's kind of like leaving with a little more than they thought they were going to get. And this year it's just been so exciting to get back into the swing of live events. Yeah. Um, it's been hard as a experiential event company not doing things live mm -hmm. um, but what we also have done is um, this year for the first time Sports Illustrated we're, we're live streaming the event with a company called Kizwe that's great so Kizwe is going to be able to provide everyone that couldn't make it mm -hmm. that wanted to come maybe there's traveling restrictions COVID whatever it is they're going to be providing the opportunity to watch this event live on Kizwe and we are the only outdoor space event oh, wow. and it was a big risk that we all took together as a team 
um, but we wanted to, we, you know, if the weather was going to be bad, we felt that no matter, which it's not, thank God. I mean, I was going to say, the this is the best is weather. Shining. Yeah. Uh, the sun shining is that um, at least people would be coming, even if they were cold and it was not great. Yeah. At least, you know, in an open air environment, which we feel, you know, limits a lot of the risk of getting, you know, COVID or being worried about COVID. Yeah. And we want people to really enjoy themselves. And we want people, you know, to kind of, they've been waiting for this moment, this charge moment. So many more moments prior got canceled. Mm-hmm. And so this is the time. This oh, is yeah. the moment. And we're here. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I just want to say, I mean, it's great to be back. There's no better city to do this than, than Los Angeles, the entertainment capital of the world. And with Sports Illustrated, we want to be at the center of the conversation, sports, culture, lifestyle, music, and a lot of parties. There's so much entertainment. There's so much happening in L.A. But as everybody knows, most of these parties, you got to know a guy. you got to be on a list. Here, SIDEPARTY.com. Tickets are available. Okay. We want the fans to be there. So we're going to have team owners. We're going to have players. We're going to have agents and brands and folks in the entertainment world. Everyone's going to be there. But most importantly, the fans are going to be there. And so SIDEPARTY.com. Still have a few tickets left. So we want people to come out and join the fun. I do also want you guys to touch on this um, house you've taken over because all sports fans know this guy, but they may not know the name. Jimmy Goldstein courtsided every playoff game, um, somehow finds a way into a lot of press conferences as well, and I love sitting next to him, loves tennis, has a tennis court. Tell me about this house, the Chiefs Goldstein residence. It's iconic. And again, if you don't know the name or you don't know the man by name, you do know the man and you do know the house. Absolutely. So the house is, in my opinion, the most iconic house in Los Angeles. It was built in 1959 and Jimmy bought it in 1962. He's been updating it for the past 50 years um, plus. And that really brought the house to like a modern mid-century experience. Every celebrity has either shot there, played LeBron's house in Space Jam 2, it was in Charlie's Angels, it was most notably known as the Big Lebowski house, and we've shot an incredible amount of different campaigns. It's very, very seldom that it, the house is open yeah. for a large event, um, just because it's it's very cost prohibitive to activate there. We're the, really the only agency that is willing to take that risk, but it's a very calculated risk in that we amortize uh, a number of different events there in a given period across a stretch of a few days. Um, but the house is really just something. It offers the only infinity edge tennis uh, tennis court in the world. Probably outside of center court, Wimbledon is the most famous uh, tennis court. And just aligning with such a, an LA icon for us is another thing that we wanted to do to maintain authenticity with the city of LA um, and really offer our guests the quintessential Los Angeles experience that they normally wouldn't be able to get. Yeah, and I mean, the attention to detail you guys have because the hardest restaurant to get into and the food, that, I mean, Craig's in Los Angeles, you guys knew that this is the food you guys want to have there. Um, just an incredible job. And I will say, with tickets being so expensive, you can't control the outcome of the game. And so if you want to experience the Super Bowl, I can assure you this is going to be a good party. Last question, if fans are listening right now, yes, exactly. That question, because it's interesting. You know, this is 15 years that Dave and I have been doing this. Dave and I have been friends for over 35 years and and throwing parties as in high school. That's know, awesome. So it's gone a long way. 
And what you do each time you throw an event is you learn from it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we try to do, there's a lot of competition out there, a lot of performance. How do we make each event a little bit more special? Mm -hmm. And you know, bringing a Craig's element or bringing the Kizwe so that people can see the Sports yeah. Illustrated. There's always uh, you know another um, element that we can always add. And even you know for um, Sports Illustrated, for example, uh, Duncan who took Duncan uh, who took donuts out of Duncan. That's donuts, right. Yeah. Um, they're providing ten thousand donuts. You know, for people leaving so that they oh, can absorb awesome. all the alcohol. That is the best thing you can give someone after a party. So, you know, it's like one of those, you know, pleasure treats at the oh, end. So when people leave, they have like a sweet feeling. I mean, Arash, we're going to have to hit that treadmill extra hard. Extra I, hard. I mean, bro. this is going to be uh, going to be day one. It's going to be Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. I just got finished having one of your most amazing sessions. <laughs> which so, we may have to get at you your know, viewing like party. To, you know, figure out how to get uh, some. I, I, I gulped it down. I, oh, it's so good. But last point again, tickets are so hard to come by, and I don't even know if it's worth going to a game. They may not be good, but this will be the party to go to. Few tickets available. How can fans out there, if they want to experience it, how can they do that? Amazing. Yeah. SITheParty.com. Uh, all the information's on there, where it is, how to get there, tickets. Tickets are still available, and so we want people to go and, and be a part of the fun and experience what's going to be hopefully the best night of the year. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rosh. Thanks, guys. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Once again, back here live from Super Bowl Radio Row, the Friday before the Super Bowl. Um, everyone can feel it now. Like everyone walking around, the NFL experience, the Super Bowl events, we are... Uh, just two days away from the big game, Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the amazing thing about Super Bowl row right now is just like the amount of people who are here. I mean, when you think about a month ago, you know, people were talking about perhaps moving the game or, you know, would there be a restriction on how many people? I mean, this feels normal and it's just great for Los Angeles. Great to have the Rams in this game and, um, we were so lucky to have a few people come by and uh, talk to us uh, this week. Um, did want to play for you a couple because, again, you know, we are only on the air from uh, 12 to 1. So if someone swings by beforehand, we try to record that. Uh, one of the bigger names that we got for the show, San Francisco 49er Debo Samuel. I mean, this, this guy, uh, maybe the hardest guy in the league to tackle, got to sit down with him, talk to him about the 49ers, talk to him about the Rams 49ers matchup this season in the championship game, what they're trying to do next year. And we also talked to Janet Evans, gold medalist, uh, you know, Olympic hero, USC uh, Trojan. Talked to her about Los Angeles hosting the 2028 Olympic Games. She's the chief um, chief athlete officer. <laughs> when she said it, I wasn't quite sure what that was. But yeah, again, two really big guests for us, so we couldn't be more thrilled to have them on the show. So let's now play those two conversations for you right now. Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers, an Olympic hero, legend, gold medalist, and USC Trojan, Janet Evans. All right, now joined by Janet Evans, fellow <laughs> USC Trojan. Yes, Always happy to uh, talk on. to you. Chief, 
Athlete she's officer. Athlete officer. officer. I would say she's athletic officer, well, but she's athlete thing. officer. Yeah. Yeah. Los Angeles, twenty twenty eight. I believe this is sort of like the launching point. Like if you if you are not familiar with what, what Los Angeles has done, SoFi Stadium, Bank of California, all this new stuff. This really this week when you look at the media center and everything's happening. Does this feel like 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 the beginning of the yes. race towards twenty twenty eight? Well, it's funny when Casey Wasserman, our chairman of LA twenty eight, called me almost seven years, six and a half years wow. ago to ask me to be a part of the bid when Los Angeles was bidding. I was at Staples going into a Taylor Swift concert with my <laughs> then eight-year-old, right? Wow. And I was standing in the plaza right by Staples and yeah. I looked around and I could see what it would be. Yeah. Um, so I, of course, said yes. And then coming here today, just, just being a part of Radio Row and being here and seeing what's been happening to the convention center and how it's been transformed and security and everything. It's really amazing. And we have such great opportunities in Los Angeles um, for the 28 games. Yeah. We're encompassing so much of Los Angeles from the Valley down to Long Beach and yeah. with the Athletes Village in Westwood at UCLA. And so just to see the scale of this and yeah. the excitement for the Super Bowl, it makes me so excited for 28, which is, you know, it's six and a half years away, but it it's going to come fast. Exactly. You know, and, and the, the, the amazing thing is um, when we were younger, you know, we, we, we kind of blessed and we thought that the, the, these events would always come here, like the 1984 Summer Olympics, the 1992 World Cup again, the, the Super Bowl. We haven't had these events in a really long time. And so this Super Bowl, we got the uh, World Cup, we'll get some games in uh, 26, the Olympics in 28. This really is now the, the center of the sports sports world and we haven't had that in a long time it's wonderful and i think um you know the facilities that los angeles offers right when you're looking at bringing in olympics and a paralympic games into a city yeah. the infrastructure right now is very important and so the fact that you know all of these amazing facilities um, can be used for the athletes of the world and and another opportunity we really see is the paralympics yes um, you know so they follow the olympic games and bring the best you know athletes in the paralympic world to our city and we see that as an opportunity to um you know help the disability world to really um, you know bring the Paralympic piece of what we're doing to life as well so so many great opportunities oh, yeah. I can't imagine Los Angeles not hosting the Olympic Paralympic Games exactly. uh, again and we're just so excited what can the Olympics do for a community and for a city and it seems like you guys really want to have not just for the games itself again the games itself will last about two weeks but like just have a lasting impact here well it's interesting our legacy is really human because yeah. like like we just said we're not necessarily building a new swimming pool or yeah. a new gymnasium and so you know I think I was a 12 year old when the Olympics came to Los Angeles I had the opportunity to watch some of it went to opening ceremonies I saw some swimming it inspired me to be an Olympian but for every athlete that's inspired there's going to be a young person that's inspired to go into public service or be a teacher or be a whatever right and yeah. so if you're watching the the Olympics in, in Beijing now, the stories of hope, the stories of inspiration, you know, that's what these athletes bring to us. And that legacy is lasting because it's more than just them coming and living in our city for 16 days yeah. and for 12 days for the Paralympics and winning their medals. It's about how they inspire us, how they bring our community together, right? How we can utilize the amazing assets of the city of Los Angeles um, and its people and its communities and its fans um, to really live and breathe the Olympic and Paralympic spirit here in Los Angeles. And, you know, we like to think, you know, from the 84 games, I mean, I, I meet, we were young, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I meet people all the time that say, oh my gosh, you know, my mom was a volunteer yeah. my and I still have her t-shirt. And so 84, even though we were young, like yeah. still lives sure. in this city. And so it's exciting as we're getting closer to see 
the excitement building um, for for what is going to come, and and having the Super Bowl here just sets the stage for us to to, to follow and do great things. Speak to that bit, because I think a lot of what when people knock the Olympics, it's that they build these facilities that don't get used. And in Los Angeles, that's just not the case. I mean, you see SoFi Stadium, the new Clippers Arena is being built across the street. You got, you know, now Crypto.com Arena and the the facilities are here. Again, there's going to be makeshift facilities, but they're not going to build grand stadiums that are not going to be used. How important is that moving forward, not just for 28? But for cities to realize, listen, there's a way to host these games. There's a way for these games to mean something. And you don't need to build these big structures that don't get used again. Yeah. yeah. We like to say in LA 28 that we're adapting around the city of Los Angeles versus making the city of Los Angeles adapt around us. And so when you really think of the temporary venues that are are popular now in Olympic and Paralympic sport, i.e. dropping a swimming pool somewhere, right? Um, Building some stands around it and taking it down or the amazing facilities we have here from the Rose Bowl to the Coliseum. Yeah. which was used in 32 and 84 and now will be used um, in 28 to SoFi and to the new Clippers Arena and iCrypto.com and the, the convention center yeah. here will be hosting events. Mm-hmm. And so there is very little that we will be building and let's not forget about our institution of USC yes, and right the off. incredible place, dare I say, UCLA. Yeah. Right? We so, don't have to. Yeah, I'm just joking. Talking I'm joking. We're talking about them, right? Because that's where our athletes will live. That's right. So and that's, our yeah. athletes will be training you know, when they're not at their venues in some of the facilities at UCLA. That's right. Because it's an incredible place. It is, yeah. So just the plethora, it's almost embarrassment of riches. And yeah. what I do in my role is I'm the athlete officer. So I want to make sure athletes are, you know, represented and involved in our bid. And I put myself in the athlete's shoes. So I look at what the village looks like. I look at, you know, what the swimming pool, of course, I'm, I'm a little biased towards swimming. Pool is I nice now. That's right. It, right. And I just want to make sure that everything's good. And yeah. I, I walk around UCLA and even though I'm a Trojan, I think, wow, this, oh, yeah. is, this is really going to be amazing for an athlete. And the timing was amazing in terms of like the Coliseum's being refurbished, the Rose Bowl's been refurbished. It's not because of the Olympics. I mean, they, they just needed it done and the timing is great. But I'm really excited for the 28 Olympics because all these new sports, and yes. I want you to touch yeah. on that. We got skateboarding, surfing, climbing. I mean, these games were, to my mind, built for the Los Angeles yes. Olympics, yeah. but they will be a part of the Olympics. How cool is that? Again, it's, surfing, it's, climbing, skateboarding is amazing. It's so cool. We call them the three S's. Yeah. Uh, we were we were thrilled when the International Olympic Committee just last week um, at, at one of their conferences voted us in or voted those sports in because they are quintessential LA sports they stores. Are. They are urban. They are beachy. They are young. Yeah. They are youthful. They, um, you know, we don't have to build huge stadiums for yeah. them, right? Like they are, you know, we have the Pacific for surfing, right? That yeah. works. Um, so to us, it's so exciting and it it's a draw for youth too it's they're you know young sports and young people and it's just kind of to us they're quintessentially los angeles and i don't know if you saw that you know with our emblem we have different a creators we launched um three new a's with chris amore who won surfing um in Tokyo last summer uh, with Nathaniel Coleman, who's a uh, silver medalist in sport climbing, and with Sky Brown, the amazing 13-year-old skater wow. um, who represents the UK but lives here in LA. Incredible. They all did new A's, so it's great. I want to loop in Jihei for a question. Your, your family was a part of the 1984 Olympic Games. So, so yeah, my mom... Um, my my mother mother's side of, of her family is uh, from Seoul, and they um, my uncle uh, was one of the coaches for the women's uh, eighty four uh, silver team uh, for basketball. 
So uh, for indoor basketball. So yeah, um, it's just this whole entire, like I'm just so looking forward to 2028 and just, yeah, it's going to be incredible. And especially since it's been such a long time coming, what are the, what is the one thing that you are most looking forward to in 2028 about this, this personal Olympics? Well, I'm going to be old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be tired, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing the world back to Los Angeles. I, you know, like, like I was saying it, we breathe the Olympics. I'm looking forward to watching the athletes. You know, I went to three Olympics. And so to me, it all passed really quickly. There wasn't a lot after it. I want to make the athlete experience something the athletes can take home with them, that they can say LA 28 changed me. And this is how it helped the rest of my life. And so I'm excited for the athletes. I want, I want to be in the mix. I want to live in the village. I want to like not relive my athletic years, but I, I really want to, um, just I, I want to make it an incredible experience yeah. for the athletes and I, I think it's going to be amazing to have opening at SoFi and then traditionally have closing at the Coliseum so because cool. it's been now will be used in three Olympic games um, I mean there's so many exciting things to talk about we are having three on three basketball um, in Venice which is really so cool, cool and never been done before so so that's going to be great um, so yeah it's going to be pretty incredible and I went to Seoul in 88 and won my medal, first medals there that's so, that's so that's I have that's a soft cool. spot in my heart for, uh, for soul as well and lastly we can't control the weather but listen this is a great week for the super bowl and sure we're great weather for the olympics and jen this is like the beginning of an amazing run yes, in los angeles and thank you so much for being a of part course. of it thank you for being a part of the show yes and fight on thank fight you on. so much <laughs> thanks thank you so much okay you're so welcome we are here now joined by debo samuel the san francisco 49ers debo thank you so much for joining us we appreciate it what is it like being here, Super Bowl, Row, um, you know, this is not an event I, I, I know you wanted to be at because you guys wanted to play in the game. What is this like being a part of this? I mean, it's, it's just good opportunity to give people a heads up of, of what's to come next year for the team and all the players and what we have in store for the next couple of years. Exactly. You are here uh, with P&G. Uh, tell me what you guys are doing here. Uh, so on Saturday at 7.30, I'll be uh, with, with PNG having a, a carnival. You come out there and win prizes, play games, just just have a good time. And uh, one of the major prizes that you can win is Super Bowl tickets to 2023. So I encourage everybody to come out there and just have a good time. And the expectation is that the San Francisco 49ers would be in that game. In uh, you know, the, the Rams moved back here six years ago, Debo. You've been of those last two. I mean, you were, you were a big part of why the Rams um, – um, you know, their fans, they don't have a ton of fans here. You guys took over. The 49er people. Talk about what that's like to go into the opposition's house and see all that red. I mean, it's like that everywhere we go. Um, our fans tra- literally travel everywhere. When I say, like, faithful, like, they're really faithful to the team. Like, everywhere we go, no matter who we play and how far it is, it's going to be red out there. Yeah. Talk about what, what this team has to do to get to this game next year. All the talents there. What 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 do you think has to change going into 2023? Um, I just think we have to just build off this loss that we just did yeah. and, and just realize how bad it felt um, and how hard it took for us to get to that position after, after being three and five. So um, I just think we just use that as fuel to get ready for next year and just come out hot instead of coming out so slow like we did early on in the year. Are you someone who will watch the Super Bowl and no. exact? No, you're kind of out of it. Uh, what, what do you think about the Rams being in this game? I mean, they're in your division, but obviously, I'm sure you guys don't like each other. Do you have thoughts on the game? Do you? Do I you think, think the Rams gonna win. Yeah, yeah. okay. I think the Rams gonna win. When you guys, so I, I was at that game in Santa Clara. 
and you, that game was never close. What do you think it was at, about at the beginning of the season? Because it was it's just, it's just early on in the year. Some teams get better as the, as the year goes. Some yeah. teams get worse. And us and and the Rams was a team that was getting better and better a week. So I, I feel like at the time uh, they had a really good game plan the last time we played them, and it, and it worked. What was the turning point that last game of the season when you guys clinched the playoffs? And I saw Sean McVay run into that end zone. I said, I don't know what this man's thinking right now. What were you guys? Was there a moment in that game where you're like, okay, these guys think that they've won this? And no, uh, I just, I, I didn't even pay that any attention. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about it until after the game. But I just know what type of team we have, what type of players that we have, and we've we've been down before. Yeah, and we know what it what it takes to come back and win a game. So when they going up, and then we was doing stuff kind of off the off the off the script. Yeah. So when we got back to the script, you can see we was. Rolling. Yeah. Uh, Debo, so I was at the Pro Bowl in Vegas. I did not get the memo about the two-hand touch. That must have been a blessing for the defense going against you because no person alive wants to tackle you. I ain't want to hit nobody. What do you think the game should continue like that? What, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like it could be a little bit faster, but you also have to think about the guys that's hitting free agency. 100%. The guys, the guys that's up for contract. You think they're going to go out there and just try to knock somebody head off no. the risk getting hurt? That's not that's – not, what an all-star game is. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think fans still want to watch the game. So I, I, people are saying, like, don't have the Pro Bowl, have, like, a skills competition. I don't – I mean, what – I mean, I'm know. all for either or. I'm just yeah. I'm just thinking about longevity. No, you know? exactly. So, I mean, you just have to think about all those things. You think a guy want to go out there and just – you see now you see like no no, no. <laughs> exactly it's, but I'm spending especially to tackling you that is that is a full time but no one wants to do that um what is it about this weekend that brings people out like you're, you're going to go to the award show tonight will you leave tomorrow and not be here for the game I mean nah, what's, what's I got your, work to do all got, week yeah. long all week how do you manage that what, no well quick question what's the what's the work. Yeah, like, like I mean, I know you're different hasn't... brands and and all that stuff. So that's that's just like what it is when you're not playing the game. All right, all right. Um, a little birdie told me that you will never touch sushi. I want to get on a little <laughs> personal tip. Why? I mean, long as it's cooked, I will. But I ain't eating no raw sushi. Have you? I, I mean, that. you got Nobu out here. You got like some really, really I'm great. Not eating no raw sushi yeah. ever. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I guess I can respect that. If you're going to stick to your guns, man. That's yeah, of course. It, you know? So, uh, G. Hey, my producer, is one of the fans who kind of hopped on the Rams bandwagon. You know, because like they just moved here. But it was... It, like, like I, I, I told her, I could get behind the 49ers team because the swagger you guys have with Kittle and you... Um, what is it about the mindset of that team? When, when Coach Shanahan came in, did that change anything in terms of like the he swagger? You said when he came in, yeah, I was he was already there. When oh, I yeah, was exactly. Yeah. But what about, what is it about the culture of that team? It's just that we just play a physical game, man. Yeah, that's just that's just how we play. And then when when the season is done, uh, is the mindset already thinking to next year? What do we have to do, or do you, do you give yourself a week or two to? You gotta you gotta take you gotta take time off. If you don't, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. Exactly. You can't be in football mode. No, yeah. you have at least take a month to to get back to take a get your mind off ball, just get away. Exactly. Any possible vacation spot that you just prefer to go to? I'm going everywhere. I, I can love it. Next <laughs> traveling, yeah. Get get out there, man. Have have a good time. Of anything course. anything specific that like you got to go to? Oh um, nah, not really. I just go with the flow. We're going to get two more questions with Debo. So do, do you like that the Pro Bowl is in Vegas? It seems like the league wants to go to Vegas a lot. They got the draft in Vegas. They got – but they, they put you guys out uh, way off the strip. I heard. Nobody stayed out there. <laughs> no, 
when everybody seen how far we was away from everything, everybody started booking hotel rooms. I, I, it's probably five players that stayed in that hotel. Gee, they put them wow. in Lake Las Vegas, which is 45 minutes away. And it's like, you know, they have like Uber everybody and moved to, Everybody moved to the Cosmo, the RDO, the win. <laughs> Why would you? Okay, well, I, I get they want you guys to stay out of trouble, but like, I mean, you're grown. You're the grown hockey man. all-stars were at the Waldorf. I mean, at least that's on the strip for yeah. God's sakes. I don't know what they were doing with you guys. But wow. do you like Vegas? Because they had it in like Orlando. I was drained. Yeah. I was drained. You're, yeah. I had like no energy when it came to the game. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So if the game is back in Vegas, you will go because it's a. It seems like Vegas is a. a I wasn't gonna go because I was so ready to go see my son. I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I really, you know, um, I only went because Jordan Cal Yushchik came to me and was like, "Hey, you should go." I was like, "All right, fine." I wasn't gonna go. Awesome. Well, Debu, thank you so much for joining us. You are in the home of the San Francisco 49ers, the home away from home. The, you know, again, the place was red, Jihei, for the championship No, game. they travel well. Looking forward to seeing you in this game a year from now. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks for your time. All right. That was Debo Samuel and Janet Devins joining us on Super Bowl Radio Row. Just, uh, you know, kind of just gives you a glimpse of uh, the people that you get to talk to while you are out here. Uh, a 49ers legend and an Olympic legend. Uh, Jihei, we are here the Friday, the last day of Super Bowl. Radio Row, what has this experience been like for you? This is like kid in a candy store <laughs> stuff. Um, I mean, it's been so great to see, you know, we had Justin Herbert um, on, or we had we we saw Justin Herbert like walking past. Um, you know, you you see everybody and anybody. Um, the Pat McAfee show going off probably behind yeah. us right now, you know, so, um, which I posted that on social media if you guys uh, saw that. It's, it's just, it's a plethora of just kid in the candy store. If the, if you are media and you are able to talk to these people, it's it's phenomenal. Seeing Todd Gurley walking around and some some pretty amazing athletes and some great people. Real quick, Jihei, our last moments on the show: Rams, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Quick pr- quick score prediction: Rams winning by by a field goal. I'm going to say 2017. I like uh, the Rams as well. I like them winning this game 27-21, so I, I like it to be a close game. I do like the Rams to cover. I do think that the Rams' defensive line gets to Joe Burrow and makes life very, very difficult for him. All right, what a thrill this has been. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday when hopefully we are celebrating a Rams Super Bowl. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.